What's up? It is uh, Jonathan Smith, your host here at Shooting the Schmitz. Got a lot for you today in a really short amount of time. I'm going to give you my three biggest takeaways from week one of the college football season. Should be really good, but first, Steve Smith. Thank you, Steve. Let's get right into it. My three biggest takeaways from week one of the college football season. Number one. We need to slow down on Florida, okay? The AP poll has ranked them the 12th best team in the country. That is way too high. People are extremely high on Anthony Richardson right now, which part of me understands because the kid's extremely talented. But we didn't see that much from him, okay? He only threw the ball 24 times. He only threw for 168 yards. And I'll be honest, when I get on Twitter and I see these places like PFF kind of setting him up to be the Heisman front runner, it kind of gets on my nerves because, you know, there are guys like C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young who are way better at throwing the football than Anthony Richardson at this point in time, right? Like in that game against Utah, there were multiple third downs where he had a guy open on a drag route, easy completion for a first down, yet he didn't throw the ball. He took off and he ran, right? That just shows me that he's not fully confident in his ability to throw the football. That or he's just more confident in his legs, which is, you know, when you're Anthony Richardson and you move as quickly as as he does, that works when you play against teams like Utah. But when you play against the Georgias, the Alabamas, and the Texas A&Ms of the world, you have to be able to throw the football consistently. The other thing that I noticed, Florida did not push the ball down the field at all. Anthony Richardson only averaged seven yards per attempt. He only attempted one pass over 20 yards. And look, like I just said, in order to beat the Alabamas, Georgias, and Texas A&Ms of the world, you have to be able to push the ball down the field. I didn't see him do that at all against Utah. And for me, when he proves that he can do that, I will officially put my eggs in Anthony Richardson's basket. I will drink the Kool-Aid. But until then, I'm going to stick with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and Stetson Bennett. Okay. On top of that, the other thing with Florida, I, I do want to talk about their defense a little bit. Man, they got pushed around by Utah. Okay, Utah averaged almost six yards a carry. And look, top 15 teams in the country don't get pushed around like that on the defensive side of the ball. Last point here, and then we will move on. Florida didn't win that game. Utah lost it. Okay, Utah turned the ball over twice inside their own five. You know, I I firmly believe that this game's played anywhere other than Gainesville in September when it's hot and humid that Utah wins that football game. Number two. Georgia looks extremely dangerous, okay? We need to give Stetson Bennett his respect, right? Going into week one, the odds for Stetson Bennett to win the Heisman were 100-1. to one. After week one, it's now down to 20-1. to one. Whenever, you know, we you take a guy who's very talented, like Stetson Bennett is, but you put the word walk-on somewhere in there, we immediately lose all respect for the guy as a football player, right? Like, I know for me, I did that with Baker Mayfield, but we seem to like Baker Mayfield because he had a lot of swagger. Stetson Bennett, he's a little bit more quiet, right? We also see Georgia and just the dudes that they have around him, especially that defense. And we're like, oh, like the the defense carried them to the national championship last year, which is true to a certain degree. Obviously, that defense was fantastic last year, but at the end of the day, Stetson Bennett still made several throws in that national championship game to win, right? He made a few really big throws, and then we entered this season, and I know even including me, I feel like the media and college football as a whole didn't give 
Stetson Bennett the respect that he deserves, right? Like, this guy just led his team to a national championship, and we're coming into the season like, yeah, you know, typical Florida, they're just going to run the ball, or excuse me, typical Georgia, they're just going to run the ball, and, you know, they'll only throw when they have to. And that is not at all what they did against a Dan Lanning, a Dan Lanning coach defense out of Oregon that's very talented. They scored a touchdown on their first seven drives. That is absolutely unheard of. Stetson Bennett had... An incredible day, 25 of 31, 368 yards, two two passing touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown, okay? He commanded the offense at a high level. There's a lot of really good talent around Stetson Bennett. That tight end room is absolutely loaded between Brock Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington. Those two guys are going to be playing on Sundays without a doubt. But, man, Stetson Bennett really showed up, really played well. I really liked what I saw from Georgia. The defense has reloaded because that's what they do at Georgia now. They just produce NFL level players on the defensive side of the ball every single year. Kirby Smart has got that machine rolling. Number three. Marcus Freeman can coach. I was very impressed with what I saw from Notre Dame, especially from that defense, because that is a high-powered Ohio State offense with a lot of young receivers, but a lot of very talented receivers. Obviously, C.J. Stroud is back. That's a guy who is more than capable of winning the Heisman. That's one of the three best quarterbacks in the country, without a doubt. So it was really just impressive to see what Notre Dame did on the defensive side of the ball. You have to tip your cap to Marcus Freeman and the way that he prepared that defense. But that isn't extremely surprising, right? Like he was the defensive coordinator for Notre Dame. thought he did a really, really good job. And then looking at the offense, I think it's really more personnel than anything. You know, they are great at quarterback. And to beat top-tier teams in college football, you have to have a good quarterback. And the guy that they rolled out there was was not, to say the least. He really struggled. But I will say, I look at Notre Dame very differently now than I did before they played Ohio State, right? Like, at the start of the year, I gave them no chance to beat Clemson. Now, they they have a puncher's chance, right? Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they were to beat Clemson this year. Um, I was very impressed with what I saw. Marcus Freeman, despite the loss, I thought impressed in his debut as the new Notre Dame head football coach. So that's going to do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I'll be back again sometime this week to talk about NFL Week 1. That is coming up. It's right around the corner. Make sure you follow, subscribe, and like so you don't miss another episode that we do here.